Good morning, Fright fans, or afternoon, or evening, wherever it is in your little nocturnal twilight. The sun could be shining, and you could still be in the middle of the night listening to this with your dark little alcoholic hearts. We're glad you joined us, because today we're going to be talking about Tony Scott's The Hunger. Not Ridley Scott, Tony Scott. His older brother? Younger brother? Seems like a younger, even though he's an older. Because it's Tony Scott! I mean, come on, he did nothing but action films. And he did this? With David Bowie? Susan Sarandon? Catherine Deneuve? He had all these people. I know what happened. Have you ever been to the Instagram page, Cocaine Decor, where everything's in absolute excess and it's the 1980s in these picture-perfect little vignettes of time? Oh, absolutely it is. Fantastic. You should check it out, because everything's coked up in this movie. I mean, the frames are in excess, the acting's in excess, the hotness is in excess. By the way, disclaimer, no hot people were harmed in the making of this movie. Please don't do coke in the bathroom, and welcome to Fright Club. Welcome to Fright Pub, an intoxicating horror movie podcast. That was a good pop. That was a very good pop. That was a good pop. I was surprised. Lauren, you you tamed the voice down a little. I did. I did what I could. Did that for you. I did. Can't deal with it. Here's my sexy friend, Lauren. I mean, friend, Lauren. (laughs) How am I going to introduce you at parties? It's going to be ridiculous. Uh, You do whatever, whatever feels right. I usually do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to another fun-filled adventure with the Fright Pub people. Uh, and welcome back, Jeremiah Ion. Yay! Jeremiah Ion, king of the, the wild, wild frontier. frontier. Is nice. that one that you've had before? Have you ever had anybody say that? No, I it? just like that, though. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. It's a little Davy Crockett Davy action Crockett. for yeah, it. We're going to yeah, do it. That's a good one. That's some really yeah. good stuff. Yeah, good kudos. Thank you. Thank you. I thought of that on All the right, drive here. All right, you winked and, and you pointed like, at me. Take it, take it back. Take it no, back. done. I'm done. No, I, no, you did it twice. It doesn't. No, it doesn't cancel <laughs> itself out. It's just more. I'm, more finger guns. There's a pile of finger guns absolutely. on the floor, and you're just this tossing is, them out. This is absolutely how you get rid of millennials now. You just fire the finger guns at fire them. Fire the finger guns. They're used to real guns. It's 2023. How uh. did this movie get on the list? Did you add this? Did you add this? No, I think who, I saw this on the list. Added, who added? I think it's Shaggy's, but I wasn't sure if he claimed it that Jeremiah added it. I know I I did not know about this movie, so I know me it wasn't neither. me. I shall hide. Do you, did you did you did add you it, add Shaggy? I'm fairly certain I added. Oh yeah, okay. it's definitely a Shaggy. Because <laughs> I would have. I, I mean, I probably. I well, don't know oh. if I would have added this if it's, I had asked. But it's, it's far too sexy. Oh, it's sexy. not to be on this list. That, far that is too true. Sexy not to be on the list. That yes. is true. I mean, like. I don't know if this is going to be a super horny episode, but I think there's a high potential for it. Uh, yeah. David Bowie's <laughs> David David Bowie's right there. I know Susan Sarandon, early '80s Susan Sarandon. Mm. Takes I... her top off to do a voiceover. Susan Sarandon. <laughs> that's what you have to like, do. That's, that's the. That's you got to get in the mood. That's the era mm-hmm. of well, Susan allows Sarandon. Allows her to you know really here. expand her. I did not recognize lungs. Susan Sarandon. Oh, that's at because first. Of her, her awesome uh, '80s power woman haircut that she has in this. It's like this super cool. It, yeah, yeah you know? her face doesn't look like her face. I don't know, but I'm also not good with faces. But I'm it's not her good eyes. Her eyes always okay. look like her eyes. I mean, do you remember her from? Rocky? Yeah. Rocky. It doesn't right. look like that. She doesn't look like that to me. She looks but... older. Yeah. Yeah. Well, more, she more is. More powerful. Yeah. Um, Which is funny. Callback. 
right? So Claire Magnuson, who I believe plays the first girl that dies. She does. She was in uh, the sequel to Rocky, High Tension, which is funny because oh. then she came back and then she was with the person in the first Rocky. I want to I want to let you know Susan that Stratton. in my brain, um, it took the idea that a French horror movie was the sequel to Rocky Balboa. <laughs> right. That oh. was the no, no. That was the journey we went with. No, like, no. Oh, and she was in the sequel to Rocky. Right, yeah. There's, I know what you mean, but oh, high tension. No. That's... Right. There's two kinds of people. Yeah. When I say the word Rocky, <laughs> do you think boxer or boxers? And then there are the people who think Ed Bullwinkle. No, I've just been... That's true. I was reading a bunch of stuff about uh, Jonathan Majors today, so I've just been like on kind of like a... Oh, a right. Yeah, because his, his uh, agency dropped him. Insane yeah. high to an insane low implosion like all at once. It's pretty cool. It's, it's been it's been yeah. a rough ride, this this news cycle. Well, Speaking of rough ride, um, whenever we get to my drink... <laughs> let's well, do drinks! Perfect. <laughs> let's perfect. do drinks! Perfect segues, segues are weird. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I'm glad to be back. Hi. Yes, welcome. Uh, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Did you drive here in your Citrion? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I actually. Okay, it's Citroen. It's Citroen, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. We've all okay. Yes. Yeah, it's like, we were corrected. We, the last time and the last time it was like I. I Just felt these... like I was in this alternate reality where I was like, wait, the I don't Citrion. like when you were no. not here. I think. <laughs> it was. Where did Citrion come from? Where it was, did he uh, go? It, it was from from me going off about like, oh yeah, I know what that car was that was in. Um, what, what it's was my the... favorite car. It's the Citrio. Was yeah. it Diabolique? Was yeah, it's it, it, yeah. Diabolique. Yeah. Um, Amazing suspension on those. But where things. did it go? But where did it come from? <laughs> where did it come from? Where did it go? Where, where did, did it come, come from? from? Citrio. Citrio. <laughs> yes. Way better. All right. We're keeping so anyway, what are you drinking, Jeremiah? Uh, speaking of things that have had uh, a difficult time in the news recently, I am holding a Bud Light Platinum Let's Seltzer. Go! I got it because it's a, it's a blood orange, and there is blood in this movie. Yes, I love that. That's perfect. <laughs> Way to support the trans community. Buy Bud Light. Yes, I almost did Bud Light. I honestly. bought a thirty pack, and me too. and all of my like all of my thirty something friends sat around on Sunday and drank Bud Light, complaining about Bud Light, but still being like, "We made the right choice." I was you know about what? to be really offended, but then I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm forty one." Right. <laughs> so, Sorry, I hang out with I, the younger crowd. I, I obviously, <laughs> <laughs> I actually really like a Bud Light Lime. I think they're pretty good. Do you? Yeah, is... I do. If I'm gonna drink a Bud Light. But you know what can go fuck itself? This is not bad. What can go fuck itself? Iron City Turner's Iced Tea. I tried to look for one of those. I swear to God, that was going to be what I was bringing, but I couldn't find one. You want the real tea, you got to get the tea from Lawrenceville Lawrenceville Distilling. Yeah, dude. Actually brewed with honest-to-God tea leaves. There's actual tea in it. It feels like these fuckers are trying to be like, oh. They're fucking muscling in on LDCs. They're muscling in. Yeah. Someone went to LDC and drank some. We're like, oh, you know what we should do? It's a bad version of this. Turner's keeps doing like these weird kind of like side things because they did they did a Star Wars blue milk and like they'll mm. they'll come out with just like things that are, are just doing like, like a Turner's iced tea vape now. Like yeah, what they're, are, they're, it's a geez. meme dairy basically. It's really strange. That sounds dope. Actually, I'm meme dairy. Turner's if you're <laughs> if you're hiring, I just want you to know I'm, I work in sales, and if you want me to sell blue milk, <laughs> and I'm also a meme lord. Like I'm just waiting. I'm waiting <laughs> what, what for did my you guys calling. Bring? I've so got... I'll go next. 
This is uh, now. I am just is the that? friend that people buy camp craft cocktails for. Ooh. Uh, so if you at home would like to batch. buy, if you at home would like to buy Lauren a camp craft 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 camp, camp craft cocktail, camp craft cocktail, feel free. Um, give us a us call at frypub.frypub. Send it to us at our email. Um, send it to us. Yep. Uh, but anyway, so I got a new batch of camp craft cocktails. Is that the one where you have like twelve shots of liquor in there? Yes, but this one is not. This one I did not. Lame. It's not liquor. <laughs> this one is sangria. So you poured Ooh. wine in there. So I poured wine in here. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, yes. but that's a, right, that's yeah. a sensible amount of wine to drink. It is. It is. It is, is an acceptable it, amount. of That's wine. a mason jar full of wine, which is perfectly mason, fine to yes. drink in you one sitting. You just said the words acceptable amount. I don't acceptable. even know who you are. Why? What? Are you, what what's happening? <laughs> well. This one glass is an acceptable amount. Oh, right. And then I have four others. That's true. Yeah. I'm, yes. I'm noticing your so. table. You do have five drinks there. I have a lot of no, six. <laughs> That's six drinks. One, I two, mean, three, four, three five, six. not all alcoholics. That's seven drinks. I like to drink. Okay. Just, just not, not just, not just alcoholic Have you drinks, been on our show hello? before? <laughs> yes, I have. I have the, okay. I worry so about I really have, bad for sobriety. I have the three alcoholic drinks. We're taking you drinks, down, sobriety. And then I have some water. Mm, that's good And then I have, I have some more water. Thank God. And then I have the caffeine a drink because i need to keep my pep up um but anyway so yeah so i went with the sangria one and i poured wine because of the sherry wine blood blurred so i went with that oh but i i actually brought this over here because i wanted to talk about like what they've put in here did they talk about it do they say it a bunch of cool dried fruits and stuff yeah okay cherry orange lemon citrus infused non-gmo vegan sugar Okay. Dope. Is Wait, there non-vegan sugar? I was just wondering, is is sugar not vegan? I, I keep seeing stuff that's advertised that, and I've made several jokes about this in improv scenes. Never bothered to look it up. Just been like, haha, mm. what a fun concept. Anyway, and then you just well, move on. Well, no, that's because I feel like veganism is a very strange rabbit hole and a slippery slope to go into where it's like, is it still vegan if it was grown with, if the crops were grown with manure? Did like, I accidentally? I'm I'm sorry. I've I've I made a mistake. Uh, <laughs> I thought I was here to talk about the hunger, the Tony Scott. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> so, 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 I, I threw you guys down a hallway. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Shaggy, what are you I know. I brought something directly relevant to the hunger. I made. I'm sorry, so, I made a mistake. Why am I here? My, are you the bee? No. Yeah. This isn't working out for me. Hey, it's me. I'm here to bag a woman. <laughs> so Mark Reinhagen. Mark Reinhagen? I think it's Mark Reinhagen. Mark Reinhagen was the creator of Vampire the Masquerade, the role-playing game for White Wolf Publishing for their World of Darkness. I thought you were going to say okay. for white people, and I was like, no. <laughs> For White Wolf Publishing, Fair. which they started off with like the werewolf... Um, the werewolf saga and like the role playing game for that, and then all of a sudden from there it went. It was called I don't forget what that was fucking called something, but like there was mage and fairy, and then vampire the masquerade was like the second one after the werewolf one. That one was done by a guy named Mark Ryan Hagen. So that if you flip through the rule book for players slash DMs of Vampire the Masquerade really quickly, it has a number of illustrations, and if you do that, it's a lot like watching this movie. Just flip through. <laughs> 
just real quick see the different stills that are happening on the different pages. Like, oh, vamp, oh, that's Artie, oh, the, oh, the gore, but wait, ooh, that's sexy. Like, it's, it is literally this. First person to say style over substance owes me $5, number one. Uh, second thing is this drink. This is called Vitae, which is the drink you can find on their website, Vampire the Masquerade drink. Like, literally, people drink this, and it's the Vitae. It's supposed to look a whole lot like blood, but okay, also like wine. It is plum brandy. You're welcome. To your, thank Thanks, you. Eric. It's, oh, it's plum, plum infused. It's supposed to be plum infused simple syrup, but our simple syrup went bad, so I just used the plum brandy that, that Lauren provided. Thank you. Um, and okay. then uh, a dash of Angostura and a dash of also some uh, other bitters, whatever you like. Peshaws, usually. Of this too. I did a little bit of sangria to help with the color, just like a dash of sangria to make it even richer. And then two shots of rum. Uh, this is freaking delicious. That sounds I incredible. It's fantastic. The flavors and the smells and the fact that it goes down so smooth and it's also sweet at the end. It's brilliant and a bunch of LARPers would love this shit. Like, so, yeah. Uh, and the reason why I chose it is because Mark Ryan Hagen quotes the Lost Boys and the Hunger as two of his largest inspirations for when he was doing mm. this. It was a lot of, he said the Anne Rice, he hadn't read the Anne Rice yet. We don't believe him. But he said he hadn't read the Anne Rice yet, uh, and that really it was just those movies and also a lot of Joseph Campbell that create that made him fair. Do. So like Hunger, Lost Boys, Joseph Campbell, Vampire the Masquerade led to this drink. It's been a long time coming. It's the reason why you know there's hentai after Van Gogh. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about that on other episodes. Moving on. <laughs> talked about that on the Handmaiden. Mm-hmm. Uh. I went down to Lawrenceville Distilling Company. Let's go. LDC. LDC. Because of course you did. Um, And so I have a concoction here that Joe told me a little bit of a story about it. And uh, I don't remember all of it. But I will tell you what I do remember. There was a doctor many, many years ago who like popularized the idea that uh, men should like wear as decorations. monkey testicles to uh-huh. to popularize this yep yeah, to promote in what, in what pr- country and time was it i popular? don't have details like you, i said this unsourced this fucking shit unsourced fucking shit monkey balls monkey balls <laughs> what to increase virility dear google oh it's their pepper necklace it's, yeah. it's their horn it's their little it's, italian horn yeah it's their it's their little italian chili pepper monkey uh, balls the for virility. But a, a drink <laughs> which... Monkey balls for virility. Dear Google. Man, that's the probably the weirdest <laughs> yeah, of the Nintendo are, games. What kind Just of, what kind of, <laughs> monkey what ball kind of, for virility. So, what kind of results are you There was a, a, a bar in New York that made a drink that was called the Monkey Glands that was sort of like getting in on this idea. Oh my God. You're, fuck, you're not making any of this up. No, I'm not. I mean, come on. Like, that's... I wouldn't... So Stenock's work, this man was called Dr. Eugene Steinock. <laughs> of course. Igor, Sh- Igor Chandler. <laughs> like that's, that's, it sounds made up. But yeah, this dude's name was Dr. Eugene Steinock. Um, the men basically would undergo a 20-minute procedure in which one of their seminal ducks was tied off. What? Wait. Wait. I Mon- think I missed. Wait. Monkey, monkey balls. I thought they just like wore them like a tie. I don't know. Maybe they put them on their on their balls. I don't know. You they, got Steinocked is what it says in the Roaring Twenties. 
Yeah, the, I'm looking I at mean, the exact same one right now. Crazy shit happened so, in the Roaring 20s. Where are Roaring 20s? I'm we, waiting. Hey, we, we've got like seven years left. Six I'm and a half years left. I'm waiting. Tell those monkey balls 20s. to my seminal glands. I'm ready to go. I'm not saying history has to repeat itself exactly. I'm just saying. No, we all need monkey balls now. But so anyway, this is a variation on that that Joe whipped up for us called the Screaming Monkey Balls. Okay. (laughs) Uh, The important thing to note about this is... Balls as a noun or a a verb? Both. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You've been monkey balled. (laughs) Hmm. The important thing to note about this, because I don't remember all of the ingredients. I know it's gin, it's orange juice, it's absinthe. It's like a lot of really strong flavors. That explains a lot, yeah. uh, But it's their red absinthe. So it's a lot of strong flavors that all sort of like meld and cancel each other out. But also, it's like... It's true. It's way mellower than it sounds like it should be. It's milky, absinthe, and grapefruity. Because it's also their navy strength, Jagger Bush. What does navy strength mean? Navy strength is a th- is a real ass thing. Okay, it's a designation it's usually a gin used thing? for gin and rum. Okay, it okay. was started by the British Navy when they decided they needed their gin to be as explosive on ships as the gunpowder. I need like the three dudes I know in the Navy to jump on the fucking juice posting <laughs> morgue and be like, "Yo, is this like how strong is, is navy legit? strong?" So it it has to be. I think Joe said he is. He's pretty sure it has to be 57% to be Navy strength. Wow. Shaggy, you picked so a this bad is day to, to not cut back eat anything. On food. <laughs> I did. I cut back. I'm trying to I'm trying to lose a little so weight. So this is actually the the Navy strength Jagger Bush that they're producing down at LDC now is 59%. So it's like 118 proof. Wow. Wow. And that is in here. That's flammable, you right? That's close oh, to flammable. Well, it, no, it's it's well, <laughs> it, it's very flammable. It's ready yeah. to go. Yeah, you're putting flammables any, in any here. any minute. Any minute, um, I could go at any time. I'm, I'm supposed to go onto like a. Uh, this is my technically my D&D to an AA night, meeting? and I'm supposed to go straight on to Dungeons and Dragons after this. Excellent. I'm so sorry for them. Like who, the, <laughs> who they're going sorry, to get Brad. coming Don't in here? Don't be. Um, <laughs> I will say I do love that we're going into summer because we are getting the summery drinks from LDC, and that's, mm. I'm like yeah, not I'm getting so the uh, the savories that we were getting back not in November. Not getting the mm. fucking bone the broth, bone broth Avenue. Come shit. on, that was good. It was good. It was good. It was good in like the weirdest way. It was. But it was also good for the time and the weather. Oh, yeah. It was perfect. Oh, yeah. It was perfect. Warm you up. That bone broth warms your bones. Yeah. Remember when they gave us a little but cotton yeah, so candy, So thank you baby? very much to uh, to the guys down at LDC. We love you very much. LDC. Thank you for the drink. Yeah, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. This movie. This movie. So let me talk about it. First and foremost. This movie is Possession made by the guy who did Top Gun. Yeah. Can we talk about Tony Scott for a second? <laughs> yes. Let's talk about Tony Are Scott. Are we going to get somber? No. We're to- That's the oh, sounding. No. No. Fuck. No. <laughs> no. No. Bad. 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 All right, all right. Go all to right. your room. I'm going back to my room. <laughs> you just made the goofy Out. falling noise. <laughs> Jesus. Maybe Christ. eat some pizza next time. Jeez. <laughs> Holy part too shit, quick. buddy. I'm sorry. Maybe we cut that part. Maybe we leave that part in. I don't, I don't know. know. All of this is staying in. I think, yeah, I think at this point we've committed. Know. So unfortunately, I work with a whole bunch of 20-somethings, like like really young millennials, elders. So like literally like 
people joke about hitting quota and they'll be like, you know, they left the, the opening to the roof open in the stairwell. So like we could make quota or there's always the big splat. Promise me you'll hold my hand like <laughs> while we jump. And, the, and no, like, I've worked in sales before, and it was always a lot like, of jokes like that in, in car sales yeah, back in the day. The it was one always like actually does it. It was always just like, man, coming. if he doesn't hit his numbers, I'm we're going to find him out on coming. the Western House yeah. Bridge. Right. So there's yeah. a lot. What I'm saying is, there's a lot it of dark humor. The idea, like, there's, ha ha ha. There's but a way. There's a, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I do it's this on my calendar. I do this bit and and stand up where I'll say like, of course I would never eat a person however if i was uh if if i killed somebody by accident and i knew i was going to jail forever and i'm wearing a bib i've already incepted and had the idea put like into there and it's like i mean i'm going to jail so right. like there's there's that small well part that's like for a sheep as a lamb. of course i'm not gonna big splat right but you know i did but just you know, say that word out of my mouth the big right it's kind of like the hey you up wouldn't it be weird if we got together no we never would unless <laughs> like that's yeah. basically i feel like gen z I I unlessed myself into my current relationship. Either way, Tony Scott was one of the most, uh, would you say, monetarily successful? Box office successful? Well, it's Ridley Scott's brother. First of all. So he was very, very big and successful. Oh, yeah. Top Gun? Days of Thunder? But, like, never quite as... He was never a name name. I mean, he 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 made a disgusting amount of money. He was never as recognized, I think, as Ridley Scott for being a a genius. Oh, okay. Because, like, like, Ridley Scott did Alien. Ridley Scott did Blade Runner. Yeah, dude. Like, you look at Ridley Scott's CV, and it's, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And then, like, a whole, like, lately, it's been a whole lot of meh. But Uh, ironically, the problem is that actually, I just did Gladiator. uh, I just watched The Last Duel and I thought it was great, but absolutely was a reason why that uh, did not make any money. Anyway, um, it's, it, it is. It's Last Duel is a, is a um, fantastic film. But the problem is that since Ridley is like older than Tony, it's almost kind of like, hey, this is both great. However, he beat you there by like three years. That's and a good point. Tony's, Tony, like for decades, this is his first cinematic movie, The Hunger. Yeah. Um, and oh, you can okay. you can watch this. You can see the editing and the tones and the feeling of everything, and be like, yes. "Oh yeah, this feels like 15 years of commercial work before uh, doing mm. commercials and stuff like that before it making." It did. A movie. It felt very much like a perfume ad. Yeah, everything was just going to cut to Dior at some point. I feel <laughs> yeah, that, like, yeah, Dior for when you need to not be an old ass man. Like I don't, I don't fucking know. Like. It, it really felt that way. Anyway, Tony I mean, Scott... But imagine getting David Bowie for your first film. Like, that's a get. Can we talk wow. about how they use David Bowie? You get David Bowie and you make him sexy for five minutes and you're like, you know what? Fuck him. Ger- geriatric this man. You, well, but the thing is, though... You've okay, been so, like, I'm trying to think of how I want to phrase this. <laughs> Suddenly he looks like Jeepers Creepers. He's just... <laughs> Why don't you come on down to my basement? I got a crematorium. Why don't you come out of the stairs? <laughs> He's just pretty. He's very good at being pretty. He is. Um, it's half his career. Yeah. And I think... The what, other half is what? Massive talent? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's also yeah. very talented. No, I, I do You know unattractive people with massive talent. And yeah. you also know attractive people with no talent. Right? Yeah. Dope. Cool. But no, he's just really good at being pretty. I guess that that's where I'm going with this. I, yeah. I feel like there was more to what I had to say, but I don't want to. In a way, I don't think I want to go there. If you I think had I just somebody, he's just, he's just really good at being pretty. He is very good at being pretty, and he's very good at having gravitas in a short yes. amount of time. To where, if it was anyone but David Bowie, you'd be almost kind of like, oh well. 
But like, you yeah, that's yeah, kind of interesting that he died, I guess. But like, somehow it. Yeah, but like watching David Bowie drink from the wrong like, cup at the end of the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. Right. Is weird. Exactly. So it's it's weird. It's great. It gets there immediately. It's almost like that commercial sensibility of like, oh, get a recognizable person and then mm-hmm. fuck them up immediately just to get that point across. Bring Have them bring their own history and assumption in with the audience. So the premise here is that she changes people and under the ruse that they're going to live forever and then they like they live a long time but they well, don't live forever. They do live it's forever. Not well, right, I'm sorry. Yeah. They do live forever, but they live a but they live a long time the way that they it's, think they're going to live yeah. and then all of a sudden they start like, aging rapidly. The reason yeah. why die. you our fright pub paladin are pissed is because this is a lie of omission. I'm not pissed. You're not? Because I'm furious. Okay. <laughs> Are you uh, the paladin now? Yeah, you might be the paladin. Yeah, the do bards project? Now. Is that what this is? This That's movie, this highly likely. This what I'm saying is I understand like there are a lot like so I sometimes I don't know what to say about certain movies that I find so that are so stylistically not, I'm not going to say, like, they made very strong choices. Mm-hmm. And I'm a fan of any movie that makes incredibly strong choices, whether those are right or wrong. You made the choice. You Fair. could have just not made choices and sat there and just been tepid and fuck you. Like, make a strong choice. You only get this one shot and you never know. Tony Scott made strong-ass choices yeah. It made his career dope. Fantastic. I mean, having Bowie and Bauhaus and Susan Sarandon and Claire Duvall... Her last name's not Duval, Claire. Deneuve. Deneuve. Yeah. Right. Catherine. Catherine Deneuve. Catherine Deneuve. Of repulsion fame. Right. I know. Let's up top. Oh, yeah. Who's a sex object? (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed her much better in this movie. Much more in this movie. Who's wearing the pants now? You liked her better in this? She is. I enjoyed her much more in this movie, yeah. Repulsion was tough for me <laughs> so the reason well, she was also learning her lines phonetically in repulsion so yeah i think she yeah. she had a better grasp of the language in this movie for sure oh yeah and i don't need these motherfuckers sitting here talking about some like oh, she's an ancient egyptian how come she sounds french shut up um like those are people who never saw highlander like shut the fuck up <laughs> shut 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 the fuck up where sean connery um, yeah no right plays the Egyptian Spanish guy who fights with a samurai sword. Egyptian right. Spanish who speaks in Scottish. No, speaks with a Scottish again, accent. Again, and if the you French guy is the Scottish guy. If you live forever <laughs> phonetically, you don't make sense, and that's okay. Yeah, you're so, all over the place. Yeah, because if, you are all over the place. If oh, I hang I see, out with somebody see, yeah. who's British for like a week, that's gonna affect that's my me. accent. So, now. Well, that's your yeah, first mistake. Oh, I'm sorry. I was uh, Bro, spent 300 years in Brussels. One of our fucking our fucking best friends who had like this like lulled fucking southern accent in college went to New Zealand fucked off to New Zealand for like 10 years came back to see us is still in New Zealand came back to see us and was like I don't think I have an accent and we're like fuck you you're full Kiwi what are you saying like that's not true what are you talking about and I'm like what the fuck (laughs) anyway um, the reason why I'm pissed off at this movie the reason why I'm pissed off at this movie there's a number of things I'm pissed off about the accents aren't one of them and the style isn't one of them, and the, the ending doesn't make sense. What's happening? I don't know what's going on. Shut the fuck up. Uh, you do. Know, you do. You do. If you watch movies at all, you know what's going on. I understand on. it, but the ending is bad. We'll get to it. Mm. I'll talk to you. Um, <laughs> we will get to it. But 
the idea that she tells them, and this is this is the uh, charisma-based stats in me, because I could have gone Warlock, but I went Bard. The thing is that they didn't tell the whole truth. They said, you live forever. She said, you'll live forever. You'll ne-, But she didn't say that. She never said that. To Susan Sarandon, she said, and from this point forward, you will never grow old. Mm. So it's not, it might have been a lie of omission with David. Not David. What did he John. Play? With John. 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 With da- right, maybe. But she literally lied straight up to yeah, Susan Sarandon. She's lie. got five ass people in coffins up fucking stairs. More than five. In her weird pigeon room that she keeps her pigeons in. But so why doesn't she age? Because she she's the kill- actual ass people. vampire. They are at best thralls. Okay. I have a different. I have a different and now, take. They're like vampire. They're like kind of vampires. vampire light. Yeah. But is that like is that like part of the lore? Like where I wanted so, to talk to you about the lore. Go so ahead. I'm is ready. it? Wait, hold on though. So so my question is: so is that something? Is that something? Um, intentional that she is doing that she's not making them vampires she's making them thralls or whatever like it it could she could she get because actually i might start to get pissed so could she do <laughs> could she do what she's promising to do and but she's is choosing not, not to huh. i don't think so no. because she okay. is really upset that it's happening let's to david bowie talk about okay. it so we all should be so okay let's talk about it under the lore the thralls don't age. There's nothing that says the thralls age under the lore. This is not a vampire movie. This is a romance okay. with vampires. Okay. They never say the word vampire. Fair. This is a romance. Yeah, and they like, never do say no. vampires. They never say vampires. I'm here to tell you why. All right. Because it's about AIDS. This this movie's not about AIDS. Shit. This movie's it's not about, about addiction. Wow, it's that's a hot take. It's, it's not about addiction. It's, it might, it There's be, okay. a lot of bloodborne okay, sure. pathogen movies for AIDS? a 1983 movie. I know to not that's be about kind of, AIDS. I mean, I that's think, wow. I believe I did not that think of about, that, but wow. I believe that it is about relationship power dynamics, mm-hmm. and here's why. Just muttering to myself. Yes. Here's what happens. Okay. She falls in love and is enamored with a new person, and because of that, that person then becomes their thrall. At the beginning of this movie, John says, "Have you found someone? Who is it? Is it Alice?" Because he knows what happens. Because the thralls do figure out what happens when it's their final time. Which is the moment that she falls uh, out of love with when them. When she's they... over them, oh, okay. they begin to age. Interesting. When like she's that. over them, they begin to age rapidly. She kind of, not just when she's over them or kind of bored, when she's found someone else she's more interested in. Mm. Hey, so wait, just for, because okay. I I. Just watched this this morning, and I don't remember the exact timeline of of events. Okay. okay. Um, First off, she's six thousand years old. We'll start there. Does <laughs> does David Bowie start feeling glum or aging? Like the when he starts getting like, it starts off with he starts gets in like the doldrums, or, right? Yeah. Like yeah. he's he's just not feeling the the cello anymore. Right. In that moment, is that before or after? She sees Susan Sarandon on the television. It's after. after. Saw it today, it's too. Mm. So she starts to feel okay. feelings for someone else. He starts to age. She's done with him. However, just like all of your long-lost loves, those loves never die. They just get old and decrepit and weird. You don't think about them. You put them away in a box somewhere, and you keep them up in the attic. They're there if you need them. 
but you know you don't really need it's them. It's an allegory. You every <laughs> once in a while you remember. Oh yeah. <laughs> Like, there was those feelings I had for that one person that one time. Mm-hmm. And then you don't think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. They're in the attic. And then she finds the new person. And the reason why she gets old as fuck suddenly is because for the first time... Somebody rejects they her. They reject the her. The thrall first. rejects her. So we're jumping ahead. You're jumping ahead now. I'm sorry. You're jumping all I'm, the way to the end. I'm sorry. This is part of the theory, though. Okay, but it, no, it, that's it cool. It makes sense. So... As soon as I was wondering about that too. As soon as a thrall, who's not a thrall, full fledged vampire, rejects the rejects her. Okay. Because they're out of love with her before she's out of love with him. It's whoever falls out of love first. Boom. Well, and do we think that Susan Sarandon's character was Sarah? Right? Do we think that Sarah was ever actually? In like she was never actually in love. No. She didn't have time to be. No, but she was horned but up. She rejected horned up. The oh yeah, lit. for sure. Like, yeah. I don't for think. Sure. I don't think it was just she rejected the gift. You have to fall in with. If we follow the the rule here, that you have to love someone more than you love the vampire you're with in order for that vampire to die. She did find someone she loves more than that vampire. The, the big problem. and that someone is herself. The the problem okay. too also is because. Um, I just now thought about this. There's the line that specifically uh, Catherine Deneuve's character. I can't think of uh, what, what her name is. Miriam. Miriam. That's right. Thank you. Very Egyptian name. Uh, Mir- <laughs> um, <laughs> it was very but old. Miriam actually says yeah. shortly before uh, shortly before Sarah uh, Goofy yells herself. Um, <laughs> she Miriam uh, <laughs> says you will um, you will come to love me as I love you. So the, the problem also kind of in this situation was also like Miriam kind of made a drastic move before really feeling out that, okay, so you're committed, right? Because right. we, we get like that kind of flashback right. where she's like barn married with uh, David Bowie. Yeah. yeah. And I'm wondering, at least in my mental timeline, if it was almost like, okay, there, you guys got married, and then you did the mm-hmm. the, the the full thralling blood transfer oh. thing. And so, by being like, mm, "I'm putting all my energy into this purse," I'm mm-hmm. saddling this horse before figuring out if this horse even wants me to sit on it. Right, uh, becomes like, mm, "I don't want to do this. I don't want to be a part of this." Well, I'm in her defense, Susan Sarandon seemed real happy to be sitting on that horse for like twenty <laughs> minutes. Of this in her defense, it's Catherine Dunn. <laughs> I mean, right. that was the best, like, vampire by scissoring kind of I've ever seen because... in my life. That was fantastic. Jesus. But also kind of tracks in that, like, Miriam probably hadn't had any, I mean, yeah. up to mm-hmm. this, she wouldn't have had any rejection, right? Because yeah. she wouldn't, she would have ceased to who exist. Who the fuck would or, reject, like, who, re- who would do that? Listen, would you like to live forever but... as young and beautiful and fuck me consistently? It's How's actually, I think the most, I think the most, like, uh... And whoever else you want to, I mean, I won't, I won't judge. <laughs> Sorry. The the no, that's okay. I'm because I'm trying to think of the word. Like the 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 most disbelieving part, like the the most out there part, is that she didn't find anyone else for two hundred years. So let's talk about that. Right. That's the title. The hunger is not the hunger for blood. The hunger is the hunger to be with someone. Mm. She made that jump, like Jeremiah said, and she made it too early because it was supposed to be Alice. And then when Alice got got, right? 
What do you mean it was supposed to be Alice? She was like grooming her to yeah, she was, they were totally her lover. I don't, yeah. I don't think that she that may have been originally her plan to do so with the hope that she would eventually get oh, there. I, I mean, John so. definitely. I don't think that he killed Alice with the intent to feed because at that point he's always already resigned to oh oh it was feeding, jealousy feeding is going to it's, it was jealousy and like to stop her from being like. Whatever, and I absolutely took that as meaning yeah. like, oh, I'm I'm taking out the competition. Right when you know for a fact that your partner is in love with someone else and is going that way, yeah, it's the oh. same as flaming them on Facebook. Oh or just, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Except you're killing a child. <laughs> I was like, uh, it's not exactly the same as flaming. That's them on different Facebook. roles when you're a same, pro. same, <laughs> different. It was the eighties. Right. We're getting into Facebook. like imprinting here, kind right? Of. Yes, no, and it's also and it's and Liam said in the past that vampires could be very easily groomers, and that's creepy, but and and also probable, <laughs> but regardless. Alice was the next probable, but also Susan Sarandon was there too. So it was either Susan, who was a long shot, or Alice, who was right there, who was definitely going to be like, oh my God, I love you. Oh my God, take this me so away. Cool. This, yeah. is a, this is so cool. She toilet. already loved them. She had shitty she parents. Already yeah. Stealing lewds from her mother. Oh yeah, ready to go. Straight up. Like, like her just straight up saying, like, yeah, I got quaaludes in my bag. I was like, how 1983 Oh of my you? God, right? <laughs> um, and then she dies... So she has no choice. The hunger's still there. She needs to be with someone. Oh, interesting. She has so to you're be with saying, somebody. You're saying that the hunger's not a bloodlust. The okay, hunger right, is right, a, right. No, is a I get lust that. I'm intimacy. sorry, but I'm back at okay. So, so the fact that it hasn't, it just hasn't emerged. I don't know. For some reason, this is easier to wrap my head around. Mm. So for some reason, it just hasn't emerged for 200 years, but all of a sudden, it's like this deep-seated like need that's not necessarily... Mm-hmm. It's the seven-year itch for vampires. Mm, it's yeah. the it monkey attack years? at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. She has how many boxes? How many boxes does she have? Seven. She I has seven them. boxes. Thank She's you. been with uh, this guy for what? 300, 400 years? 200, yeah. I think. 200 it years? Was 200. So seven three. boxes. 300? Three. 300. Okay. So 300 times seven, that's 2,100. Mm-hmm. That means she probably like has a new person. Everyone's probably some took longer. Yeah. But like you saw some were Egyptian. Some were like, some of those boxes were different boxes. So obviously throughout the time, she's wanted more and more intimacy, like as much as you can. But there were a number of vampires at the end that popped out like, ha ha! That's a really interesting... Hold on one no, second. No, that, no go, that's please. just a really interesting like uh, mathematical equation is that it is like the seven year itch for vampires because they live for fucking ever. Like, yeah. of course, it's going to be like two, three hundred years. I wonder how many partners it took for her to realize like, oh, shit, these people are still alive whenever I leave. Like, I mean, these are probably like mm, yeah. the, the seven back were the ones that she started to and, catch. And on. when they when they but, start to go, she mourns them. She yeah. deeply mourns them, which is the reason why you think she might be a sympathetic character. But I'm here to tell you. No. Well, no, Fuck but that that's bitch. an interesting that's an interesting perspective. No, I see I think that that is that makes her more sympathetic is that it, it is more of like a carnal need as opposed to oh, like, like she's like not controlling just like it's a not flighty just, I want to do this. Do you know now. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. For oh, some no. reason like Oh that no, makes... I'm I'm so okay. So like I'm I guess I'm on the opposite side of you on this one. Okay. Just like your carnal need versus your knowledge that they will live feeling seeing and hearing in the eternal darkness forever once you're done with them have some self-awareness yeah, you she had six thousand years yeah. how about you like yeah but meditate. what are you gonna do kill like is she gonna kill herself no like how is she like 
She I don't can know. have it's... intimacy at 60 year increments instead of 300 and not trap people forever in eternal fuckery. Wait, I don't but understand. I don't know if she can is the point. Yeah. Right. That's kind of, yeah. Well, then she's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> and she did. If she went, did. Yeah, no, she did eventually, but not sort of her of. own design. At the very end, and we'll talk about it. The at the very <laughs> end, at the very end, she's in a coffin going, Susan Sarandon! Please, knock, Stella. knock. It's dark in here. Let me out. Why is she German? I don't know. No, because it's she's funny. been around. Why she's is been she... a bit. Why is she French? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. But she is French. You're German. Um, Jeremiah, you've had your hand the monkey, on the monkey biting pole the for monkey, a bit. The monkey attack thing, I, I think, very, very much uh, feeds into like this theory of it just being like, oh, and then it builds up and then it just kind of like blows up. Because like we have the... Uh, I just thought that it was like, oh, this is just a weird... like cross attack like hey i've got an editing editing machine i'm not afraid to use it kind of thing but i think the monkey attack is if you remember mm. like they were like oh my god that seemed like that that was out of nowhere but he like he her. but he loved her and then one yeah. guy says yeah you thought he loved like uh you thought that they loved each other right. he just loved uh her instead and so with if you take that over top of the relationship that the vampires are having, it's almost like the same thing of like they're both in love and preening each other and stuff like that. And then the moment that there was like, okay, this something something's got to give or whatever, one of them kind of like goes crazy and almost like and probably in their own brain self defenses right. like out of like if I I love this so much that I've got to fucking kill it and so that it can't ever hurt me and. uh and then all this uh, stupid shit happens, and he turns into a, a muck mouth. Yeah, uh, the, old man. Uh, well, <laughs> and the monkey to a muck mouth. <laughs> the monkey thing is also all right. So based on the timeline, yeah, of when this movie was made during the AIDS epidemic. Yeah, that's a really. We didn't have didn't a lot of information really at the smart. point. At that Sudden point, degradation. Yeah, but. It was recognized. The first clinic, I think, opened in 1982 in New York. It's a year after this. Mm. Year before this. Year before this. So, but the the inclusion of the monkeys and the bloodborne pathogens, a little on is, the nose, is almost uh, like it's almost a premonition. I don't know if at that point they had traced it to something that made the jump from monkeys to humans. So can I speak to that for a second? Yes. So I, I don't want to derail you, but I want to speak to that element of vampirism, right? So like something happened, there was a big shift after the AIDS epidemic where vampires, because originally like vampires started out as boogeymen, things that will yeah. get you in the streganoia, that will get you somewhere in the night, like in the night, watch out, right? They're gonna, They're coming. And then vampires slowly turned into like um, sophisticated darkness that lives forever. However, with Bella Lugosi and that sophistication, it very quickly turned into sexy, sexy vampire that lives forever. There's mm-hmm. literally no downside to being a vampire. Sounds fucking dope. Right. And then Werner Herzog decides to take us back in the late 70s with his rendition of Nosferatu, where being a vampire makes you fucking hideous. That's the downside. You're awful. Oh, my God. And then directly after that, we're like, shut up, Werner. Get back in, like, <laughs> fuck, get off, up, fuck off, we're Werner. We love our sexy, sexy vampires. And then suddenly, like, we, we get it about five to six years. Like, like, art catches up with life in the same way that life replicates art. Life replicates art faster than art replicates life, mm-hmm. right? So, like, eventually, sometime in the early 90s, we finally get around to, in film, hey... This is a blood-borne pathogen. 
Like it's, I'd say earlier. I'd, you're, you're def- I'd say you're, 1983's The Hunger. Oh, absolutely right. No, you're absolutely right. So all of a sudden we start to see it as a vampire, but then I start to read it. The first time I ever read was in a weird book. I collected books about vampires when I was a kid because I was normal. Um, yeah, the, just when the, you were a kid. Just, that's great. I'm was. glad you said that way. Like, but, but regardless. Like two weeks ago when I was a child, sh- I collected books up. about vampires. Vampires are red. Um, no, but, fuck that thing. Make it go away. Right. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that eventually, like, it when it started to become a bloodborne pathogen, that's when vampires were like, whoa, it's a disease. Vampirism isn't a, like, you got lucky. You found the one that'll make you live forever, which is what we're all avoiding. Vampirism is literally a disease. You don't want this. Mm-hmm. However, my problem is, and this is just me internally, it feels very much like the scene in uh, Walk Hard where Ricky Bobby walks in and they're like, oh my God, what are you guys doing? It's Reefer. You don't want this. Get out of here, Ricky Bobby. I, think I'm yeah, yeah, I, I don't want to get addicted. It's not <laughs> addictive. Leave. <laughs> like, I don't want yeah. a hangover tomorrow. You will not have a hangover. Get but out. You do get, not you want this. You don't want this. Well, you're right. I don't really have the money. It's the cheapest drug there is. <laughs> so like, I get it. Vampirism's a disease. I get it. But it is, in fact, AIDS that makes you sexy. So, what? I mean... All in all... Man, you're on a roll tonight. <laughs> Dude, if AIDS made you live forever and sexy, fuck it! Like, who gives a shit? But it yeah, doesn't. But it, but doesn't. it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It, it does not. AIDS thing. is horrible. I get it. And there's also no such thing as vampires. But come on. I understand. But okay, no. but there is a thing as such as AIDS. No, I get so, that. Right. No, okay. I get it. I'm sorry. Yeah, Rent was popular in the 90s. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so, but yeah, like, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know if Tony Scott just really had his finger on the AIDS pulse. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting because like, that I did it, not it think of. It almost seems yeah. too perfect for this to be made in 1983. Like, yeah, I don't think anybody... I don't think anybody was was this dialed into it on purpose mm-hmm. in 1983. Okay. Like, that might still be in the grid days. Yeah, that is early. It's yeah, real early. Yeah, the directing this who did 15 years of just being literally on the pulse doing commercials and churning them out over and over and over Killing again. Killing it. Killing kinda it. Kind of makes sense. It do- But, like, it, I, if, if it was on purpose, it blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. If it's an accident... It also blows my fucking mind because, yeah, like, it's uncanny. Yeah. This movie coming out during the early days of the AIDS epidemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. It's fantastic. Mm. It's absolutely fantastic. That's interesting. Can we talk about the tits? Oh, we got to. <laughs> oh I feel God, like we've got bro, to. Bro, so, I, I mean. So many. Spoilers. I'm giving it five stars. <laughs> <laughs> There's three sets of perfect tits. He's giving Lord, it six. Stop One staring. for each tit. The AIDS epidemic was horrible and Ronald Reagan's a monster. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but if it made you sexy and live forever, it'd be cool. But it doesn't. I get that. Stop judging me. Ju- do it. Do it hard. You're still judging. <laughs> Lauren, I feel like I didn't could, do I anything like wrong do here. I know it's awful. I feel like you could do that a little harder. But like, I'm really saying, get there. I, you go. Why? Smolder it. I've, I don't know. I've said nothing wrong. <laughs> I know it's bad. But if it was good, it wouldn't be. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> anyway. Lauren, those eyes are like the sexy voice for me. Like <laughs> okay, Six listen. to midnight over on this couch. Okay, so here. first and foremost, I always go to Lauren on tits. I always go to Lauren on tits. Lauren, what are I the mean, best? I mean, they're not what? Kate Winslet's tits. I'm okay, sorry. all right, all right. But what are the best set of tits in the movie? We see three pairs. Best tits. We see Claire Magnuson's tits. We see Susan Sarandon's tits. We see Claire Deleune's tits. That's Catherine a, Deneuve. That's a French song. Claire. Catherine Deneuve is a French actress. I might have to say Susan Sarandon takes the cake for me. Susan Sarandon has the best tits. Lauren approved. I think they're Lauren. Uh, they're Lauren approved. They're not Kate Winslet. No, tits. I get it. I get it. The, Kate Winslet's movie. not in this movie. In this movie, no. I Susan think I'm Sarandon has the I'm best tits in this Susan movie. Susan Sarandon's boobs. Yeah. Oh, let's go. What about you? What are, What are your What's your opinion? I got. You know what? I think you're right. Thanks. Susan Sarandon, which I'm surprised. I'm surprised she has the tits she has on oh. the frame she has. Oh no, Susan Sarandon famously has a hot bod. It's like ridiculous. Claire Magnuson, like, have you seen those them? tits make sense. Have you seen Bull Durham? Catherine Deneuve, it's those tits make sense. It's all about her being sexy as fuck. Susan Sarandon, she shouldn't have tits at that size. They're great. They're great. Those aren't the fake tits, right? No, they're not. No, those are real tits? You saw yeah. her laying down. They are not fake. Those Why are... do tits always make me feel better? I was having because a bad day. Genetics. I mean, genetics. <laughs> everything about them is great. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's a good point. Like, <laughs> I could be genetic, having a, like, a terrible they, day, and then like I see tits, and it's like, you know what? Ten thousand years of humanity is all comforting, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> you can bury <sighs> your face in them. Feels like your little kid again. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Well, <laughs> like before you could remember. Right. <laughs> Although that doesn't make sense, does it? No. No, it's okay. Whatever. I like tits. And AIDS are bad. AIDS yes. is bad. Moving very, on. very. I said nothing wrong this whole episode. <laughs> no, you've I've done been. Nothing wrong you've ever. Been. I know this about you and I love Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Money, <No>. please. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, uh, so 1981. That took me that long to figure it out. 1981, it emerged. AIDS emerged. Yeah, so, yeah. so two years later. On, so yeah, it was in production the year before. Yeah. Which they there's shot a, all the film in fucking London because they couldn't afford New York. I mean, there's they there's there like are exteriors. many yeah. many very good resources if you want to uh, do a deep dive on the AIDS epidemic. But if you're looking for something that's fascinating but also not a huge time suck, uh, Radio Lab did a great episode on patient zeros, like mm. where wow. things started. Okay. So like they did like Typhoid Mary wow. uh, okay. and wow. stuff like that. But patient zero, that term came from the AIDS epidemic okay. when they were trying to trace back who is the person who is fucking all of these people that gave all of these people AIDS. And they traced a lot of it back to one dude who was a a French Canadian flight attendant who was also just a sexual God, like a dynamo. Uh He was bisexual and he fucked a lot of people. And when he found out about him giving people AIDS, he did not give a shit and continued to (laughs) fuck a lot. No. A lot. Of people, because you know what? That's would actually fuck interesting. People and tell like, them you have the gay cancer now. Like, 
Oh no! Like, so su- he was like a he sociopath. Was, he was a bad super dude. villains in real life suck. Yeah, like, yeah. they're just not because like, I was gonna say, oh, that's interesting. Like you said, flight attendant. Oh, like, I was like, oh yeah, that that'll that do. Traveled yeah. around the country. Yeah, like that makes sense. his way through massive amounts of the He's population. He's literally the worst case scenario. Worst case yeah. scenario. And, but, but I mean, you so need they were one like, okay, so this guy, this guy it. is patient zero. And they're like, well, hang on. He's not because he got it from yeah, somewhere. Yeah, he had to get it from so somewhere. So, like, and they do a really interesting. It takes maybe like a half hour, twenty minutes they spend on this, but uh, they keep like going back to like there are cases that they found from blood samples of people who died in the 1950s that they didn't know what they died from. Yes, because I was actually like, looking like way back the yeah wow yeah that actually was saying like it actually originated it could have gone back as far as the late 1800s yeah no but and it's and it's because of the british empire and colonialism and, and then the french this colonialism says the first verified case of hiv is from a blood sample taken in 1959 yeah um but it really like took off it exploded in, a, in the 80s yeah, because normally when it's not covid Viruses take a long time to really find their way, mm-hmm. and right. most of them never make it. Right. But they they think that it came from like a hunter was killing a monkey that had it, got a yes, cut on his it hand. It was a chimpanzee. It's yeah, the, it's the cut monkey, th- the cut hunter theory. Like the okay. like I ate a bat at a Chinese market. Well, that you know. There was some kind of blood transfusion from a butcher who was butchering up a switch. And if you like really, I mean, obviously the the monkey connection can be different. But like if you really want to dig deep, like you can get that from this movie, too, obviously. Like, yeah. so yeah. Um, I think I can we go into last call? Yes. I think that's going to be my last call is that like. Something about this movie, I'm like hesitant to give it a super high score because I could not find, and it bothered me that I could not find um, any evidence that animals weren't harmed in this movie. And mm, I can't, there. I can't, I, I haven't, I did not find anything that says they were. Yikes. But because of when this was filmed and what we saw, like the, 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 they fucked that monkey up. The visuals of the monkey was tough for me, especially like knowing that there weren't there weren't necessarily many standards. Like there was no reason for them to necessarily have standards on how they were treating animals. Well, like, when when did because it's not like it was made. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's not like it was made in the 30s. That's true. But no, there, there were like, like... actually were no rules. You have like Michael Curtis right. that just murdered all those horses making charge of the light brigade. And and I will say, I could not find anything saying that like they did, they did like kill monkeys in this movie. I, I did not find anything about that. I just... I'm holding reservations. I understand And that. that's why. Because like the, the imagery of of what they were showing happening to those monkeys was really, really tough for me. And knowing that when it it was in the 1980s, I'm like, I'm not so sure that they treated them that great. So that's my last call. I unfortunately don't have an answer. I tried to find it. I don't have an answer on whether or not they were good to those monkeys or not. Do we know when Um, they started doing the no animals were harmed in this film? Like when did that start? I don't know. That's fun. Um, 
Because now it's in like everything. Yeah. Like if a fly gets swatted, they they have the the thing at the end saying no flies were actually swatted in I'm this I'm hoping film. it was just like a raw <laughs> no chicken that they put fur actually. on and just had like a monkey like grip apart and they're like, ah, oh, look, it's a monkey. I mean, you can find it. According to this, you can find it as early as 1972. So there were some standards at this point. So there were some yes. standards. Absolutely. And also, I don't put it past... And that this is going to be my last call to help you with your last okay. call. Thanks. So... Academy Award winner for makeup, Dick Smith, is on this one year before Dick he won. Smith, hell yeah. Right, one year before he actually... <laughs> I love him. Because Dick Smith. Uh, what a Dick Smith. Um, but Dick Smith... Fucking legend. Okay, that guy's fucking a legend. goddamn Dick Smith. He is. He's, he is a Dick Smith. Because he got the Academy Award and he was nominated for Academy Award nine fucking times for makeup. The man is mm-hmm. phenomenal. He won for Amadeus. Yeah, he, he was did. nominated for best... That's why the old... Age makeup on looks, F. Murray Abraham looks, looks eerily similar to the old age yeah. makeup in yeah. this. And it's also fantastic it makeup. No, I mean, he's killing fabulous. He's absolutely killing I mean, like, he has so many goddamn, like, <laughs> awards, right? He's an honorary award winner in 2012 because he passed. The man okay. owned. The man absolutely owned. And the reason why I think a maybe... a total Dick Smith. Dick Smith. Uh, but the, the thing is, like... I don't know if you guys know this. Dick Smith only had four fingers. I was literally going to say this. About the four fingers? Yeah. This is your last call? No, this oh, is good. something I was just going to bring up just because I usually bring some kind of like absurd niche <laughs> trivia whenever I show up for you guys. So, Dick Smith yeah. has nine Oscar nominees for makeup and one best, best, like one Oscar, but he only has four fingers on his left hand. Oh, so nine awards for nine fingers. One for each finger, baby. (laughs) Do you know why he has nine? No, No. tell me. Cool. Now, uh, so I do get to do a trivia. All right, welcome to trivia corner. That's that's why I think the makeup for the uh, the reason why the monkeys I don't think are actually harmed. Dick Smith. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Dick Smith. Um, who, as we've all discussed, was, was a fucking a legend, incredible. That he was trying to put makeup on. Well, he actually did <laughs> no. have one of his fingers like partially amputated, like from an accident. And what was uh, the accident? Do you I, know I'm, that? I'm not 100 percent sure. I can't remember. Look it up. Um, so, Dear Google. Uh, he his main thing though was he said like, oh, you know what? I do makeup for a living, and it is going. I feel like it's going to fuck people up if they're if the person who's doing makeup is like, yeah, don't worry, I'm a professional, and then they have this nub that's like in their face for like eight hours a day. <laughs> so he legitimately, when they were doing that, he asked the surgeons to <gasps> literally completely remove that finger down to the wrist. <gasps> And then put it together because the idea was like, oh, you won't be able to necessarily see unless you're looking for it. And he would refer to it as his Mickey Mouse hand. Yes. And it was, and that was his whole idea was that you would just see this hand here and you would notice a nub immediately. But with the hands that close to your face, you wouldn't immediately notice the finger was missing. It was an injury on the job. It was his wedding ring finger. His wedding ring finger. I thought it was wedding ring. Not his left hand, his right hand, his wedding ring finger. And... It, it, it no one I can't see on a cursory scroll of how he missed. He said he lost it due to an infection from an injury on his ring finger. Yeah, and he just had the entire finger removed all the way down through his hand just so that it would look visually more interesting. Mm. I mean, like visually uninteresting. Uh, so yeah, people less, who he was doing makeup yeah, on felt draw more less comfortable. Attention to yeah. it. Hmm. Wow, Dick 
Smith, what a guys. Dick Smith. What a dick Smith. I don't want my people to feel uncomfortable during the makeup, so just chop it the whole way the fuck that's off. That's adorable. That's, that's, Let's go. That, that's pure empathy. Pure, em- <laughs> take pure the empathy. Take And that's my final last call. Okay. So that's, sorry, that's my final last call. One was to make Lauren feel better. Thanks. And I Jeremiah, that. bring that sweet, sweet goodness. Well, the other funny thing is, is that uh, Lauren, off of your last call, uh-huh. is the... Amount of shit that Francis Ford Coppola got on two separate movies for from the the animal cruelty people, Good. one unwarranted, one totally warranted. Yikes! Uh, the real horse head and the Godfather. Yikes! Ooh, okay. Oh, that's a real. It is real, but they didn't kill the horse to get it. The horse was already dead and cut apart. Okay, and like the, head the mob exists. guys yeah. like got this contraband head and brought it onto the set. Yeesh. That's because the, insane. Because the 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 fake head looked too shitty. Oh jeez! Um, you don't like the fake head? I guess your real head. I guess you by no, two oh, p.m. Oh, don't worry. We'll we'll fix the head. We'll get your real head. Yeah. Well, didn't tell him. <laughs> didn't tell anybody. Fuck. We'll and just like better. slipped it in there. There you go. Now you that know. That actor, no idea. There was <laughs> holy fucking shit. Um the the other one was for Apocalypse Now. This is legit. Well, this is. There's a scene in the in the jungle with the native population where they sacrifice a water buffalo <gasps> in a really pretty in a pretty horrific oh. manner. Uh, they, and it was like a ritual that these folks were doing and okay. he saw them doing it and was like, Film that. Hey, can I uh, point the camera that way? When are you guys doing that ritual again? Oh shit. I mean, that's not like, I, I don't want to say that's, can yeah. we, can we do it? Can we do it next Tuesday? Like, <laughs> it was, it was literally like, can we do it an hour? I need, I need that <laughs> I mean, again. I mean, Lighting will be really good. Uh, that's unwarranted too. We eat steak. Right. Filming that happening isn't wrong. They hack this motherfucker to pieces Ugh. on its feet. It's still like, what it is... happens. He didn't make them do it. It's, it's like the Watcher in MCU. Yeah, so it's like, like he just so he sees it. I'm just saying that people were paying attention to that kind of thing. Okay, in the 1970s, point. got it. Within ten years of the this Watcher. movie being made, great. So I'm, hopefully, I'm because I couldn't find, because I found plenty of like. Like top ten movies, like where they were treated animals badly, right. and this was not one of them. So Apocalypse Now wasn't on that list. I can't remember. Wow. Man, they fucked this, that water I, buffalo. This up. one was not. So my real last call. My real last call is about empathy. My real last call is about empathy, and Dick Smith. the fact that Dick Smith, the fact that, <laughs> the fact that she never loves anybody more than she loves herself. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why. If she has this ridiculous amount of power, she's still a villain. Like, in my own personal ethos, there's no good and evil. There's selfishness. Selfishness? Se- damn it. Selfishness, selfishness and selflessness? That's it, fuck. Yeah. There's, selfless, there's, not there's good. selfishness. Selfishness. There's not good. In my own personal ethos. <laughs> that's what you have both. <laughs> that's not, there's no good or evil. There's selflessness and selfishness. The reason why we think she's a piece of shit is because she never loves anybody more than she loves herself. And while she's giving out these gifts, she never, ever, ever considers their feelings after the fun's over. Yeah. And she has to live in eternal darkness forever. And to be fair, she doesn't even really 
tell Susan Sarandon what's going on. Like yeah. it isn't until afterwards she's like, "What did oh, you no. do?" And it's like, and you know, gay vampire is uh, should be all about consent. Seems rude. <laughs> well, she's from a time where bisexuality was the norm. What? You're heterosexual? That just halves your chances. Gross. That's, that's fucked up. So, Shaggy, on that, your so your hypothesis that Susan Sarandon loves herself more than she loves the vampire. It tracks with the rules. If it doesn't track with the rules, then the ending doesn't make sense. So here's my here's my question. Go ahead. About the ending. Go ahead. Jeremiah is itching for this one, but all right. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and this might yep. be my last call. I, I, I have a couple. Whoop. Um, one is Bajas. We gotta we gotta mention Bajas. Yes. Has anything in the history of cinema been cooler, no. hotter, no. sexier, no. more fucking? Perfect. Yes. Than the intro to this goddamn. Let's movie. go. Just my anything. only problem. Yes. My only problem is it with my house? Is the cutaway to the car where they don't keep the music going? Okay, where they do the that was a, where it's like a burr, and oh, then it the comes sound back. mixing in this movie drives me insane. But please, yeah, like continue. that part, like I'm like, why didn't you just keep the music going? Like the music was still relevant. You didn't have to like. Cut the yeah. music off abruptly and then cut back and cut the music off abruptly and then cut back oh, to Oh, no. It. Every single shot in this movie feels like a vignette. Every shot yeah. in this movie is beautiful and could be a full work of art. I'm going to start the first museum of shots from The Hunger. It's just going to be nothing <laughs> but that. Everything And, is and a, it's going to be machine. absolutely indistinguishable from the museum down the street to the music video of Total Eclipse of the Heart. I'm okay with it. Like, Total the, Eclipse of the Heart was a badass music video. The Shut the fuck up. The there, ventilation is, in that science, uh, the, their, their thing, it's just very small um, because everything in here is gorgeous because everything in here is nine smoke machines going off. I love that the yeah. ventilation uh, in the... Um, Club? In, 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 not the club, the where lab. she's Pigeon working, room. the lab. Pigeon room. Uh, uh, yeah, whenever she, the ventilation in the lab must be awful because even whenever we get that shot where she's walking, we're getting like beams of God rays coming through. Yeah. It's super hilarious that then whenever they say, I'm sorry, you can't smoke in here. It's like, this is all fucking Everything. smoke, man. People are right? smoking everywhere. You have a guy. Do you have a light that's blood... not behind a person? You <laughs> A guy looking at blood samples, smoking a cigarette while wearing sunglasses in a dark room. Bro. Like, that cool. guy Shut is up. the coolest. That is the coolest. He and the lighting, the coolest. by the way, is amazing. Shut up. Everybody shut up. The haze Turn machine was around. awesome. Yes. Every now and then shut the fuck up. She was a vampire too. Haze machine and direct lighting is why vampires are sexy. You shut up. <laughs> Just Living in a powder little... keg and giving off sparks, baby. Haze machine backlight is what turns eights to tens. Everybody, <laughs> fuck off. So, my my actual last call. I just had to talk about Bajas for a second. Uh, just walking slowly towards the camera, twitching the shoulders to the drum. Uh, oh, fucking. <laughs> mm. I can only get so erect. <laughs> <laughs> the... <laughs> So, what I actually want to ask, <laughs> my actual last call. Okay. Okay. Susan Sarandon's the vampire at the end, right? Yes. So, well, I'm getting to it. <laughs> I, I, I think I know what you're going to say. I want, say I want you to say it. Because, like, <laughs> she's not dead. She's mm-hmm. not dead. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
And she's got like two sexy little thralls in her penthouse apartment. Mm. Yeah, I, I think so. Yes, <clears throat> I think she's the vampire. Yeah, she's she somehow got the vampire powers. Well, right, because I mean, yes. So the, yes, that was actually a question I had too. But um, of the whole like, so does she now have Miriam's powers? Yes, because she rejected Miriam. Yes, and what now she's thoughts? got Miriam in her pigeon room. So, this ending is a reshoot. Okay. It She was just 100% supposed to die, but it's a horror movie, and MGM wanted the potential for a franchise, so she's mm. alive at the end. It makes no sense. It's stupid. It completely... <laughs> It completely violates every bit of story that's happened for the 96 minutes before this 97. Which, by the the way, this is only 97 minutes long. I remember the first time that I saw this that, like, I feel like I was, like, in a dream-like haze because how could you not be watching this? I could have, gun to my head, I could have said, oh, this movie's two hours plus. Yeah, it moves that way. It's got a very dream-like As long as one of those hours is pure tits. Did you, did you... Did I abort your pee mission? What happened? Just or did you pee that fast? Yeah, man, that's amazing. Guys, I'm just proud of you. Thank you. I'm a quick peer. <laughs> I, I have, have a, a small bladder. So. Direct always quote. been a quick peer. Always been a quick peer. A direct quote from <clears throat> Susan Sarandon. Talk about okay Ooh. about the ending of this All right. movie. Yes, Susan. The thing that made the film interesting to me was this question of: Would you want to live forever if you were an addict? But as the film progressed, the powers that be rewrote the ending and decided that I wouldn't die. So what was the point? Oh, shit. All the rules that we spent the entire film delineating that Miriam lived forever and was indestructible and that all the people she transformed eventually all died and that I killed myself rather than be an addict was ignored. Suddenly I was kind of living. She was kind of half dying. Nobody knew what was going on. And I thought that was a shame. End quote. Oh, man. <laughs> Fuck Sarandon. the ending to The Hunger. Susan Sarandon. So, can I talk about that for a second? That's the reason awesome. why they did it that way. I love Susan Sarandon. That's we were amazing. done. This movie was done. It was done. It was done. And then we added that in the end. Do you know why we added that in the end? Sequels. Okay, yes. so hold on. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, hold on. Let, he said explain that it to me. Peeing. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so wait. Explain love- this to me, though. Remind me if I missed it. Because of the book. So yeah. So Susan Sarandon was supposed to die. Was Miriam also supposed to die? Were did they both? Were they both it supposed was, to die? Uh, I, I believe that the original intent from some of the stuff that I've been reading and stuff like that from just the movie. Because you're right. This is the first of three books of what this is adapted from. Okay. Um, but it was that she was supposed to die, and it very much was like. In the same way that it's almost kind of like uh, like the addict allegory or whatever is like the thing of like, okay, so you are now cut off from the thing that was essentially giving you power, which was putting these people into thrall. Okay. It was supposed to be Susan rejects her, kills herself, and then she dies from the cumulative rejection oh, of all of the people that have like now... Because she had no quote-unquote living thrall No whatever. living thrall, and just the, everyone's okay. total rejection of them killed her, and then also allowed them to go and to rest at the same time. Because all of her exes Ooh, didn't know they could just That would have been a better ending. Yeah. 
It the, would have been. The exes. Yeah. I, I honestly, that's, I got all of that. I got all of that from the movie until and then they it continued. tacked that motherfucker on. If you just remove the end, it all makes sense. If you remove that very bit, it all makes sense. All of the collective exes realize, wait, we can just reject her. Yeah. We can just be over her. And the thing that I want to see, the better ending is David Bowie with six other hot people of various ethnicities wearing different anachronistic garb sitting there looking out over the balcony. That's a way better fucking ending. Got it. So how does the book end? Does it, Has anybody read these books? No. No. I was a big Poppy Z. Bright fan, but that doesn't help. I'll, I'll record I'll record myself um, telling you what happens at the end, and you can just drop it at the end. Don't do that. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> What what are we uh, what are we rating this? Yeah, we got a rating. Well, did you have a last call? Did you do? Did she everybody did. do last Me? calls? Yeah. I did. Yeah, mine was the monkey one. Oh, that's right, the monkey one. All done with calls because I got. I'm going. Ready? I'm excited. Okay, go for it. Okay, five. Right. You five, five, that. five. Of course, five. For all the tits. Five. Not just for the tits, sir. David Bowie, come on, come on. <laughs> David Bowie, Susan Sarandon's tits, Claire Magnuson's tits, Claire Delune's tits. Like, like, let's go. Let's go. Also, this movie inspired one of my favorite books, Vampire the Masquerade, The Player's Handbook. <laughs> let's go. Right? Bang. I, I completely forgot what my last call was going to be, which is very similar. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm playing uh, Vampire the Requiem with a couple let's of go. Uh, friends. And I'm playing. And you didn't a, invite Shaggy. I'm playing. A, I'm playing a thrall. That's a. Yeah. Um, it's. It's. Uh, his. His name is Leonard Schofeld, and they call him Cokefeld because he. He's a thrall, a lawyer who basically uses his lawyering to just like hide all the vampire activities. But he cuts like dried blood like into his coke, like in order to keep that connection. That's his, dope. His, That's uh, a great character. Why his, has no one done that on film? It's right. It seems like such like a really gross but just cool kind of fun. Whatever. Just a line of yeah, dried just a blood. Shitty, yeah. Oh my and, god. Um, That's a character immediately. But his vampire uh, lord is one hundred percent just David Bowie from this movie. That's <laughs> dope. nice. That's dope. Because how could it not be? Oh, that's so dope. All right, so Shaggy gave it a five. But no, five, for a number of other reasons. First of all, uh, anyone that thinks that, you know, this movie's very style over substance can get fucked. Nobody it's said that, You were the no, first person to say I'm it, so sorry. give yourself I did a lot of research on this. I did a lot are of you, research on this. Are you reading a lot of reviews? Is that I'm reading reviews. I'm also listening to what people are saying about movies that I really love, because I love the hunger going into this. So I was like, what do people say about this? Because I don't want to sound like everybody else... And like three fucking people said the words style over substance. And I was like, shut. Fuck you. It's an art form. Get wrecked. Like, that's the whole goddamn point. Did it make you feel a thing? That's the point. Doesn't have to mean something. Fuck off. Anyway. Um. <laughs> Although, I so in, in their, not necessarily about this movie, but in their defense... A lot of times that's Tony Scott's thing. Mm-hmm. I just did an episode Style of... Style over substance? I just... We just yeah. dropped You owe me five dollars. We just dropped... Uh, the the Danger Close episode on Top Gun. Okay. And that movie is a lot of style over the other thing. So I don't owe you five dollars. That's uh, cheating. I don't like that. Take and, us five. Right. <laughs> and also, whatever. But no, you know, but you know, like it was... 
like <laughs> always shooting everything at the magic hour. Like everything had yeah. to be backlit yeah. by sunlight. Like it's he's very so he very likes the backlight later too. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Let's go. He actually so. Uh, I hope it was. He wanted the he wanted the opening of Top Gun to be all of these fighter jets taking off, all these F-14s taking off, uh, backlit by the sun, by the sunset. That sounds dope as fuck. The carrier that they were shooting on was facing the wrong direction. And he was like, hey, you guys need to turn this thing around so I can get this and shot. And they're like, are you kidding me? And they were me? like, that is turning a city around on the water for you to get your movie shot. That's going to cost you $25,000. Fuck. So he wrote them a check for twenty five thousand. Oh my god! Hell yeah! What a badass! Get it, Tony. And according to Tony Scott, they they turned the ship around. He got his shot in the magic hour of F fourteens taking off. And according to Tony Scott, the check absolutely one hundred percent bounced. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Tony. <laughs> that sounds like our favorite type of filmmaking. Yeah, I want like you to copy them badass. enough that we get sued, <laughs> right. but not enough that they win. That's what I want. But yeah, so no, he is he is very into uh heightened visuals. Yeah. Let's say we'll call it that. Right. And I want to Sometimes there's substance underneath it like in this movie. Sometimes maybe not so much. And I want to clear something up, not on a downer note, but I want to clear something up. My man did, in fact, off himself. Yes. By jumping off a bridge. However, he did it because he found out he was going to have inoperable, he found out he had inoperable brain cancer that was slowly going to eventually take away all the things that he loved about his life. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to go out like a G. Deuces. Okay. Okay. Dope. That's what's I am a hundred percent in favor of voluntary yeah. euthanasia. That's like, not a downer. Good man. I hope he was backlit when he did it. <laughs> hope let's, it was during the magic hour. Let's fucking go. <laughs> like that's it. I'm gonna have to take half a moment to Google what time he jumped. No. <laughs> All right, you look oh, that up. See if he's no. Anybody? Okay, uh, so who's Liam, who's who's? Go. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm you up, you're not ready. Call, are you I'm up here with you me out. on five? Liam, you go. You up I'm here with me on five? I don't know why. I'm not going. You should go up here. I'm not going five because I didn't like it that much. Right. It's backlit and yeah, hazy I'm up here at five. Not, spoiler, I'm definitely not doing five either. No, I, I'll probably... You're both dead to me. <sighs> and that's not true. It's fine. You don't have to love The Hunger as much as I do. I'm glad you like it. It's just wrong. Really no, but I will... Sorry. You know what? I will give it a 4.25. Let's wow, go. Okay. You should. It's dope. I'm going to give it a 4.25. Right? It's, it's not... It's not the best... <clears throat> It's not my favorite. It's not it's not that good. But there were some boobs. But the tits, <laughs> perfect. Mwah. The Wait, the mwah, David too. <laughs> Thank you. Uh <laughs> Lord, I love your head shakes. They are they are perfect. <laughs> uh, are we shaking your head at tits? One for each set. I don't know. Yeah, one for I'm each just, set. And Miming then an a additional the, tits are dope. The David Bowie was it was it was a wonderful amount of David Bowie. I am a young man. <laughs> Look at these yeah. liver spots. I'm he was, thirty years old. You see this? I thought he was really good. Yeah. I thought he was really good in this. What's uh, really yeah. funny is you never really know how old David Bowie is at any time in his life. That is true. I mean, like you could look it up, but if you just look at a picture, you're like, right. is he? 
this mean? He is a man from outer space. What is this man? Um, and I love Susan Sarandon. Fuck her boyfriend, though. That guy was an asshole. Was an asshole. And I'm glad he's dead. Who's yeah. excited she ate him? Me. Hands yeah. raised? Are we yeah. having all hands yeah, up? Have all yeah, all, all hands in favor up. All four hands up. Yeah, dope. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And I personally loved the 20 minute lesbian vampire sex scene in the middle of the movie yeah. for yeah. no yeah. reason. You know what? You're the only one. I'm kidding. I'm right there with you. Let's go. <laughs> it was great. I it was think great. We all love that. There's like billowing. Yeah, no, like everyone's here, right? Sheer curtains and everything. Show and of hands. All in favor? Yeah, absolutely. Yep, unanimous. Yeah. That dude deserves to that die. Scene. And we're excited that we had lesbian vampires. Yeah, that if it was just that scene, five. Easy. Absolutely. That scene gets five. 100%. But sadly, there was what the rest of this down? movie. What brought it down? You had well, so there was the, we talked about the, the ending. ending. So we lose the ending. You give it 4.75. Yeah, the ending is almost kind of super fucking important whenever it comes to story structure. Fuck the ending to this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. yes. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. So, I'm, just, like, I'm well, boiling under my skin. Right. And yes. here's the thing is I didn't hate the ending. It was just really confused. Like it like It, it was clearly not the original ending. It it just didn't like I I enjoyed what it was saying. That, like, I was happy that Susan Sarandon was still alive and a vampire and had that bitch in her basement. Like, those are all <laughs> things that I. Those are all things that I am. I am glad of. But she's and just I'm glad as that she has bad that, now. And I'm glad she's that she has that better. pretty lady on her balcony to kiss. That's great. Who will also eventually end up in her but basement? But she is better. She is better a little bit, right? Because they, the other ones, got out, right? Or no? Am well, I those know? were those were Miriam's others. Right. The liberation. Like, do not let Miriam please. So, like the liberation of six people at the expense of the enslavement of the enslaver doesn't justify you turning around. And then be like, hey, hot bitch, come with me on my balcony. Let's start it again. Let's start over. Had there been no hot bitch, I'd been like, all right, cool story. This is dope. She's, you know, a liberator. However, she's and not. It, li- she's and, a liberator by accident. But also, okay. so this is, this is a, 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 an ending. Fuck, when did Body Heat come out? What year was that? Ooh. Right now. It's uh, the Body Heat ending. I've got Body Heat right now. I always have body it's heat. My Where it's like, you 81. know, I got body 80, heat from my see, hatred yeah, of the ending. That's why they made them tack that ending on. Because it's the body heat ending. Spoiler alert for a movie that came out in 1981 that's a remake of a movie from like 1940. But body heat. Uh, it's basically body heat is double indemnity for those who don't know, but with a lot more explicit sex in it. And Tommy Lee Jones sex? No. That's double jeopardy. That's double jeopardy. I'm sorry. This is body heat. But Tommy Lee Jones sex. Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner Overdrive. Kathleen Turner and Tommy Lee Jones? No, Kathleen Turner and William Hurt. It's William Hurt. William Hurt, Tommy Lee Jones? Yeah, he did. It was really uncalled for. By having sex with Kathleen Turner. (laughs) Uh, But that's like, you know, you have like the whole movie play out and then like she sails off into the sunset on a boat. I'm on a boat. Yeah, it, but it's book. it's that where it's like, oh, and the that one got she got away and she's living her best life. Like it had that kind of vibe to it. Dope. So I liked it. I liked what it was, but it really does conflict with the entire rest of the movie. Yeah. And I wish it were just that that, that makes hot, me dock it. <laughs> that makes it me dock it point seven five. Um, That's not. But not. I mean the movie it. 
as much as I love the lesbian sex scene, a lot of the movie kind of meanders a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For, it, for a movie that isn't that too. long. Like, it, it's yeah. very... I just don't necessarily like... It's edited. The, the drifty feeling of the heightened visuals. It's edited the way my grandma used to tell stories. Yeah. Kind of. Like just kinda. I cannot believe that I'm the motherfucker going to bat for Art House yeah, right now. No. no. How am good. I going to bat for Art House? No, we're giving four stars for Art and seven, two point, like point two five for sticking the landing which it doesn't so no that makes sense let, let's, so, this, so yeah so i'm 4.25 4. 4. Okay. see i think i'm gonna come in at 3.75 oh my god oh, i was gonna do that okay never mind Sorry. there were three sets of great tits <laughs> that's what the three stars, what the are, three stars for. are for what's the seven five for um david bowie he's Fair. pretty yeah. No, I'm not as good bones. as a set of tits, but you no. know, yeah, I, 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 I don't, I, I, I don't. What the fuck did you just say? David, David Bowie's not, not better as... than a set of tits. No, not no. for me. No. Um, I want everybody to understand that I love tits. I know you do. <laughs> David Bowie is better. Okay, that's great. <laughs> not though. in that makeup. I don't have. I don't have much more to say than that. If I got a David um, Bowie dick pic, that would be better than tits. I um, um I don't know if I'd agree with that, but I'm like better so, than one tit, not better than two. Yeah, David Boy by himself is better than two. David Boy sending me a dick pic so, lessens him. So yeah, I'm gonna go three point seven five. The ending, that. the ending lost me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just saying, I've seen tits. I've never seen. Okay, David okay, Boy's okay, dick. okay, Lauren. Yeah, it's the performances for me. They were good. Um, but I thought that the yeah the ending lost me and. Yeah, there were just some there were just some things missing. So I'm gonna go three point seven five. I'm disappointed, but I accept. I'm sorry. Moving on. I feel like I'm judging all of you. You are. It's okay. Welcome. Feels good. <laughs> Doesn't it feel good? This is vampirism slowly through mm-hmm. Liam. Liam's turning me into a film critic. Jeremiah, take us home. We've come to you at last. This intro to this movie. Top Oh yeah, yeah. intro to anything ever i oh my god you're legitimately one of the reasons the reason why i actually even signed up for this on the list is because i had only seen the entire movie once yeah um and could kind of remember what was going on i remembered how it made me feel yes but then i also periodically will rewatch just the intro to yes, this movie yes randomly like i will up until like the monkey attack scene or whatever i love everything Every, you're saying everything perfect pitch yes. perfect visually great we have doves all over the place fuck yeah let's go it's like just mm, it just everything about that just works and and even like the title like coming up like as the guitars sliding like on the note like and everything mm-hmm. it's all pitch absolute perfection uh the dick smith's perfect uh, like perfect makeup like crazy like good stuff on there everything looking interesting i even even for the atonal where we're cutting back and forth a lot of it would be like these kind of weird almost like tonal poem like somebody talking over like yeah i don't know why the monkey acted this way towards the female one and then you're seeing it absolutely happening like within the relationship between these two vampires um the the sex scene was incredible we got it drapes all over the place like just everything 
being so wonderful. We get Willem Dafoe yes. suddenly yes. Like, yes. in a cameo. Willem fucking it, Dafoe just showing oh, up just at the there. phone booth. Insistence from Tony Scott. They said it has yeah, to be It Willem. has to be this guy. Why? Because well, because look at him. He saw him. He saw him at the performance garage in New York and said, "That's I have to have him somewhere yeah. in my show. He has to say something to a lady at a phone booth. Yeah. He just basically he just became enamored with Willem Dafoe after one of his performances. Because how could you not? At their performance garage. Crazy, right? That is crazy. I now, must have him. That being him. said. It's not the first time that's happened to him. Or the last. So, Willem Dafoe. Sorry to interrupt. No, go. Dafoe. Da go. Was this, is this his go, first go movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this yeah. might be his debut. Yeah. In three years, he goes from the phone booth guy number two. Yeah. Which is weird because he's the first person to speak, but keep going. Yeah. I don't know why he's number two. Yeah. But he is. Phone booth guy number two. To nominated for Best Supporting Actor at the Academy Awards for Platoon. That's what you do like, when that you're That is Defoe. a rocket ship that man <laughs> rode. Willem Hell Defoe. yeah. I mean, you're Willem Dafoe. He's the best part of Platoon, by the way. He's the best part of a lot of fucking yeah. movies yeah. in. You're but I mean, like, there's a lot of great in Platoon. Willem Dafoe is hands down the best part of Platoon. Oh, this, was yeah. the third, this was the third <clears throat> movie he did. Oh, wait, because oh. the, the no. first one he got fired from because he uh, he was a background person and it was, I think it was Evans a Western Gate. and then he made it. Yeah. And then he joked with somebody like on the side or somebody told him a joke and then he laughed, he laughed. and it was like the high school thing. Yeah. Oh, right. shit. Yeah. So yeah, he was in Heaven's Gate as an uncredited extra. Heaven's Gate's the one he got fired from. Yeah, and then he was in The Loveless as Vance. Michael Cimino fired him. Who's Michael Cimino? Is that his name? Cimino? What's funny is no one's going to remember who the fuck Michael Cimino is. Like the guy who did Heaven's Gate? Yeah. Is that Michael Cimino? Yeah. You guys know who Michael Cimino is? Yeah, he did Deer Hunter. Because Willem Dafoe is way bigger than Michael Cimino. So wait, did you give this a number? Well, I didn't. At the time, he was just about to give you a number. Because I was doing math. (laughs) And here's here's the thing. Uh, I hate the sound editing to this movie. The moment that this uh, that the opening uh, music stuff is done, uh, to it being everyone echoing, screaming, and stuff like that. You took my for house. A like hundred, yeah. For and it just goes on for like just decades of minutes after somebody's done speaking, and I hate that. Um, and the ending to this movie is nonsensically like an absolute ruination of everything that came before him. Sucks. If it just ended with, even if it's just, uh, if it was something as simple as, uh, sure, still had the detectives show up and be like, I'm sorry, but like they're gone. It's like, really? It's like, yeah. Um, you know, I see this kind of thing all the time. Lovers quarrel, they both take off and they sell the house. Um, anyway, fuck, here's well, my business card. Bye. And like, I mean, you could have ended it that way. Sure. sure. Who cares? Don't show me Susan Sarandon. She died. That was a decisive action that made perfect sense for that character and every interaction with everything else that's happening in the story. That was a huge mistake. And she knew that it was a mistake. The directors knew it was a mistake. It was a, a studio interference to make horse shit, and it's bad. So here's what I'm going to do. But um, speaking of, yes, the dad from Clueless fucking killed it in this. That's true. <laughs> uh, I like that guy. Uh, he was so the detective. I'm, He's the dad in Clueless. I'm going to no. call this... Yeah. That's he's the dad in Clueless. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of ten things I hate about you. Yes, you're you right. are. You're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. That's you're right. Larry Miller. I'm That's going to give this four out of five 
mathematically dragging all this down to 4.25, which is really how, what I feel about this movie, but I like odds and evens. I like it too. So four, so that I can average this to the number that I want it to be. <laughs> Excellent. Amazing. Excellent. Well played, sir. Brilliant. Well played. Don't. That four-dimensional chess. All right. That's why we call you the wild card. Wild card, bitches. Flip yeah, I love that Like wild it's always so... Like, we don't even ask you why you signed up for something anymore. It's, yeah, just, it's just like, like we just ah, assumed you were just like, It amused well, me. <laughs> it amused me. Jeremiah's here again. <laughs> All right, we got to roll for another one. Do we really? Yep. Roll it up. Two sixty-five. Hold on, I'm looking for it. Please don't die my phone. It's got so little battery that I why don't know what's on. Don't you have a car charger? Shut up because <laughs> you can get some really nice ones now that like stick to the my the phone is always about to die what was the number 265 265 tell me what your number is 265 265 i feel alive 265 this is another one of mine shadow of a vampire oh jesus it's another vampire movie <laughs> with willem dafoe it's my birthday <laughs> a birthday <laughs> dafoe <laughs> i told you you'd back <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, oh, guest, guest, special guest, mayor of Pittsburgh, Mike McBurney. Woo! Let's go! Mike! Mike, 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 Mike. <laughs> Wait, Mike's only signed up for like three fucking things. Yeah, not many. He's, no, how he's does he a, get he's picked? Like, he's the sniper. The luck of the he's Irish, the man. Yeah, all right. he, he calls his shot That's and he crazy. takes it and then he wins. So thank you all so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with Shadow of the Vampire with Mike McBurney. Jeremiah, thank you for joining us. This thank week. you! <laughs> And uh, yeah, yeah. So you guys here. should you guys should join us on Facebook. Say it, fucking say it on the Fright Pub Podcast. Oh, this is good. This feels good. The tension feels good. Use posting more. Yes. Wow, my ankles vibrated. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's you. our Facebook group. We didn't want to call it that, but Shaggy insisted. Now he, he changed it. He, he changed updated. it on us. I did. Uh, so yeah, join us there if you want to join the conversation and tell us what you thought about the ending of The Hunger. Yeah. Uh, also, you can leave us a rating and a review on the Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts if they allow you to rate and review things. You should do that, and you should give us four point two five or five five stars. Yes. I just want to say that I am also in the Facebook group, and uh, if you if you write something uh, positive about the ending to this movie, I will uh, anger react you. He will flame you. He will flame you on Facebook. I'm coming for you, Internet. (laughs) So yeah, thanks, guys. (laughs) (laughs) And until next time, please podcast responsibly. Stay Friday.